0: Welcome to the Coach's Show. I'm your host, Darren Joins, and today we have a very special guest. It's the head baseball coach at Ravenwood High School, Coach Danny Bourne. Coach Bourne, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, It's an honor to be here. Coach, before we talk about this year's team, and obviously your team's playing very well, uh, if you don't mind a little bit, because I know you and I have talked about this and talked to several spring coaches, talk about – That was last spring, because as I watch these games, I always have to remind myself they haven't really played. I know a couple of people maybe got started a little bit, but really it's been two years since you've had a full fledged season. It was a nightmare for the coaches, for the players, their families. Talk about that a little bit.
1: Yeah, the biggest thing to me is you just hurt for those seniors, you know, obviously with all the work they put in for four years and and all the morning workouts and the summer training and the summer baseball they play, you know, and again, to be great at this level in this district, you know, it's a year round process, you know, and, um, you know, they put in so much work and it's finally their time to get on the field. Um, And we had, you know, two electric pitchers with Shane Craig and Brian Garcia, and you feel really good. And we started out hot, 3-0, won all our preseason games, and we're really starting to click. Um, And then all of a sudden, you know, that that Thursday we're informed that that we're no longer playing. Um, And, again, I think the other hard part is you're waiting around, hoping that they're going to let you come back. and, And there's kind of that waiting game. And I think that was tough. So, so yeah, it was tough. But, but again, you know, like I, like I try to tell our players, like like the value of playing high school athletics is not so much on the field as it is off the field and the lessons you learn and, and the skills you develop that, that are going to help you later in life. So you still feel good about that as, as they walk out the door in their fourth year.
0: Well, and obviously makes uh, this year even sweeter, not only the way you're playing, but to be able to play again. I'm sure even the little things that – can be aggravating at times. You're probably like, look, no problem. We got a little rain delay here. We got to get the tarp out or whatever you have to do. Doesn't seem like maybe as big a deal as it would have been uh, in a more normal year, I'll say.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and again, the players that, that are playing right now, there's there's very little experience coming back on the mound or, you know, defensively at the plate. Um, we only had a couple of guys that had really played varsity baseball for. So there was an adjustment period and a learning process at the end of the season. And then from a coaching aspect, you know, like I spent the first month feeling like I'm always forgetting something to do, turn the lights on or get the flag up. And it was adjustment for me, too, to get back in the swing of things. In um, the last couple weeks, obviously slowed down a little bit and back in a rhythm. So it's it's been good on both ends.
0: Well, I know you're very organized from our discussions about what you do in PE as well. One of our leaders in the district in your teaching responsibility too. So I'm going to bet you feeling unorganized is pretty darn organized. Yeah, for sure. Talk about your team a little bit. Obviously, you're having a great year. At, at one point, I believe it was an 11 game winning streak. Uh, you get off to a six and 0 start in league play. And then he dropped one to Franklin. And I think some were saying, I will admit, Coach, I was on this train a little bit, saying, look, they're 6-0, and but they haven't played really the three best opponents that they could play, Brentwood, Summit, Independence. And what happens, you go and sweep Independence, and, in fact, that first game, 18-6, to was really an attention-getter, I think, for a lot of people. You sweep Summit, you win game one, of The battle of the woods over Brentwood 8 2. And uh, obviously, at the taping of this show, uh, you've got game two to still play with them. So, a lot to be uh, determined yet. But what a great start to the year, coach.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I was telling somebody the other night after one of our games that, uh, you know, I've been in this district. This is my 10th season in this district, you know, seven assistant, now third as the head coach. And there hasn't been one game where you walk into the park knowing you're going to win because, you know, top to bottom, it's such good talent, such good coaches, such good players, uh, great environments and atmospheres that you have to literally earn every strike, every out, every person on base and every run, you know. And again, you know, our goal from day one, you know, and again, I've tried to continue this taking over from Coach Craig is that it has to be about growth because, you know, our, our, our seasons are, are jam packed into, into, you know, seven weeks trying to fit 30 games in. So there's not a whole lot of practice. So you're trying to teach throughout the games. Um, but, but, you know, we talk about the four phases, you know, hitting, pitching, base, running and defense. And we've got to continue to improve in those areas and, and, and trying to keep their focus off of the standings and off of how big the games are coming up. And just, we've got to get better in all four phases, um, and that's been the step from, that's been the goal from day one, you know, and again, and like I said, in this district, it doesn't matter who you're playing. It's going to be a battle every single night and you've got to go earn every, every inch of, of whatever you get, you know, and that's, that's kind of our focus and continue to focus on growth.
0: Well, let's talk about the league standings. Uh, you guys sit the top of the league right now, 10 and one Brentwood nine and two summit nine and four, in my mind, the top three was pretty secure. But then what happens, and you you never know in this league. Summit, they're rolling right along. You guys sweep them. Then they turn around and lose game one uh, to Dixon County. Dixon uh, really in the middle to bottom of the pack. But it can happen. Same thing with you guys with Franklin. Franklin's a team that's playing better. Uh, They beat Independence uh, two to one on a walk-off base hit. Uh, In the bottom of the seventh inning. So you do have to be on your toes, so to speak. But as it does sit, to me, it still looks like that top three is fairly secure with you guys and Summit and Brentwood, but obviously you've got some other dangerous teams too. Yeah.
1: And again, looking at there's five games left, you know, I I know summit doesn't have, it hasn't had the buy yet. So they, there are a couple games ahead as far as games played. Um, But again, there's a ton of baseball left and there's still going to be some movement towards that middle could be some movement towards the top. Um, And again, it goes back to, you know, Dixon has a really good pitcher you know, so you face that guy, Franklin has a really dominant pitcher, probably the best pitcher in the district. Um, the one, the game that we lost, you know, he was, he was, he was unbelievable on the mound and, and was really untouchable for, for the amount of time he was in. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's going to go up to the last day. It always has. And you're always waiting to that last Monday going in the district. And you know, that you know, like I said, like you've got to continue to earn wins. And, and like I tell our kids, like every district win is so valuable, you know, no matter who it is. It's so valuable because you look at the end. And, and again, we've had some scares, you know, it look, you know, our record looks really good on paper. But it, but again, we were tied with Spring Hill going the bottom bottom of the or top of the seventh or we able to help score a couple We had one-run game against Page going into the last inning. We're able to stretch it a little bit. So, so again, we easily, you know, could have had a couple of losses mixed in there as well. And, and again, it goes back to the talent in this district and the depth.
0: And, and again, you've got to go earn everything you get. Coach, for our audience, now we're going to have some Ravenwood fans watching this and, and some baseball fans. But for those that don't know, explain how the series work in the district. I know that's something that changed uh, uh, over the past few years, but talk about how the series work and what the mindset was in doing that.
1: Yeah, so when I first got here, it was three-game series because there were seven teams in the district. So there was enough weeks throughout the spring season to have an off week and a three-game series Monday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, And that was really fun because it really allowed you to build depth on the mound that really helps you in playoff baseball. Um, but there wasn't pitching rules at that time either. So you could kind of pitch guys a little bit more than you can now. Uh, and, and then once we went to the nine team district, uh, where we added uh, spring hill and page, there's not enough weeks in the season to go three games, you know, three games. So we had to t- make a choice on what it came down to now it's Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, And you just play whoever you play first on Monday, Tuesday, you play home and away and you pick up a new team on Thursday, Monday, and then you pick up a new team on Tuesday. So every two days out of that Monday, Tuesday, Thursday set, you've got somebody home and away. Um, So there's really not a whole lot of tiebreakers when, you know, if you split with somebody where in the three game series, there's you're going to get two out of three either way or, you know, you can sweep a team here and there. So there's so it makes it so even. and, 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 you know, I feel like since day one of our district schedule, we've been in playoff baseball. You know, and there's been no room for error just because of the two-game series and the splits. And obviously Brentwood Summit have won a lot of games, and we've been right there. So, so it's been, uh, you know, there's been no wiggle room um, on all three of our ends. So, so, yeah, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and you
0: play everybody twice, home and away. And talk about, too, much like we do in soccer, uh, how winning that district regular season championship is so important for the postseason.
1: It is, and that's why, like I said, it, it does feel like playoff because the winner of the regular season, and and I, and I think this is a good rule. It's been here since day one since I've been here that it's such a grind and such a good good district that, you know, you get rewarded for winning the regular season. So you get a couple rewards if you do win the regular season outright. Um, you get to host the district tournament, which is always good to play at home. Always good for your fans to be there at, at all your district games. Um, And then the second thing is you get an automatic bid to the region, which is the big thing, you know. And and the way it lines up, our region, uh, we line up with the with the uh, Nashville region, um, which is not as strong as as the Clarksville, you know, Wilson Central, Mount Juliet area. Um, So you feel good about going into that that game on a Monday, which is a must win. And then you know Wednesday's the seating game. And then – so, literally, if you get that automatic bid, you got a really good shot to be playing in that sub-state game on Friday for a one-game playoff to get in the state tournament. So, so there's so much – there's so much value to it. And that's why I keep telling our kids, like, every district win is valuable. And, and, again, you can't
0: take anything for granted no matter where you are at this point. And it's it's interesting to me, too, and this seems like it happens because I'm assuming at times folks are wanting to save their best pitchers for later. Yeah that wins the regular season a lot of times is not in that championship game. And so now if you make the championship game and neither one of you is the number one seed, you have to win the championship to move on, which adds to the excitement and the pressure. Yep, absolutely.
1: You know, I've, like I said, in my 10 years, we've got out of the district three times, uh, one t- and two out of three, we had to come in and, and through the loser's bracket and get to the final. And luckily, the one seed was in the final. So, even though we didn't win it two times, we were able to get out of that thing in advance. Um, but again, like in baseball, too, like without the automatic bid in an 18 tournament double elimination, you've got to have some luck and you've got to have, you know, you don't see this pitcher here or you bypass this pitcher or you get some guys hot. And, and in baseball, anything could happen. It's such a game of inches, you know, and, and again, the team that gets hot at the end is dangerous, you know, so, so that automatic bid allows you not only breathing room going into it, but also too, you can align your pitching staff up for the next round. Um, cause you're already in where, you know if, if you're fighting for your life you got to use every bullet you have. And, and, and again, you might go into that region with, with your number four pitcher just cause you had to use everybody. So, you know, when they implemented the pitching rules three years ago, that really changed the strategy out of everything, you know, regular season and the playoffs with the pitchers.
0: It it makes all the sense in the world to me, too. You know, I have long said uh, in basketball, for example, some coaches want to do that automatic bid to the region. But to me, that doesn't make sense like it does baseball because in basketball, you get the same five plan. With oh, it's so much about that pitcher. And like you said, you take a team like Dixon County, you Mm -hmm. take a team like Franklin, if they throw their best pitcher, There's a really good shot that they're going to be in that game with a chance to win. So for your sport, it so makes sense that you guys do what you do.
1: Yeah, a good example of that is in 2019, Franklin High School was the two seed. They had only lost, I think, two or three district games all year, had a really great year. They had over 25 wins and they faced Dixon in the first round, who was a seven seed. And they had a draft guy on the mound, Jet Jackson, who's now pitching one of the weekend stars of Purdue, and they end up losing. And now you go to losers bracket, and, and again, you've got to win six or seven games in a row. And we've been there before with pitching rules. You know, it makes it it makes it really really hard to get
0: out of that thing. Coach, at least publicly, I think you're know your team's known for hitting, and it does seems to to me. In in tournament play, especially if you get to one of those situations where you and your opponent are sort of going down the list in terms of pitchers, chances are the pitching's not going to be quite as great. So it's going to be even tougher for a lesser pitcher, so to speak, to get your team out who can really, really hit. So I would think as the tournament progresses, you know, we talk about pitching a lot, but having a really good hitting team when both teams are pitching maybe their third or fourth best pitcher, it's got to be advantage, better hitting team.
1: Yeah. The, yeah. And, and again, the longer the tournament that 18 tournament, or even the state tournament, you know, with the double elimination bracket, you know, it helps you. Um, but, but again, like, you know, I just, like, like I said earlier, like you just focus on growth um, and, and again, offensively, we got some guys and again, it's, it's been really interesting to see as a coach, it's not been the same guy every week. You know, you go back two weeks ago, Blake Beavis was really hot. He's up for Tennessee and player of the week. I think he was 7 for 15 with a couple homers and just really carried us. And then this week, Andrew Dudas, who has kind of slid down the order, uh, was really struggling with the bat, made one quick adjustment. And he's, I mean, he's got four or five hits this week and he really carried us lot against Summit. I think he drove in four runs last night. So the, the fun thing is it hasn't been the same guy every week. I feel like week to week, another guy is stepping up. Um, and again, we do have a lot of balance in our offense. It's not just, we have some sluggers, but we also have a lot of speed, um, at the top and bottom that have really got on base to allow those guys to really drive them in and force the other teams to throw to them. Um, because you know, it's, it's a lot harder when you got that super fast guy on base that you know he can run at any point to throw a lot of curveballs because now it gives him a chance to steal. So you're forcing the other team to throw more fastballs, hopefully, uh, with those guys on base. And, and, again, that's the fun about baseball, the cat and mouse game of it. Um, so we do have a lot of balance, um, speed
0: and power, which is, which is fun sometimes. Coach, let's talk about realignment for next year. I know, obviously, you're in the midst of this year and you're worried about that. But, you know, we're going to lose some of those natural rivalries in terms of lead games. Mm-hmm. It's going to be- two five-team lead, and the positive being, even though it kind of comes down to this anyway, uh, most years you're going to be looking at four WCS teams playing in the region tournament. Have you guys Mm -hmm. talked about that realignment and what you guys are going to do with scheduling next year, or is it too early?
1: Yeah, we've already met. We met um, before this season started going into it because now scheduling, you know, we're pretty much – I think i got about six or seven games left for our 22 schedules already completed. Um, so we are going to go back to the three game series since it's less teams and enough weeks. So we'll go back to that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, which, again, is going to take some planning in regard to pitching. Now that there are the pitching rules that, that is much different than the past. Um, you know, the disappointing part to me is we lose Brentwood as you know, it's been, you know, obviously we split from them. Nolansville split from us. We're gaining Nolansville as a new rival. Um, and we've been playing them the last two years in the regular season. We actually play them again Friday night here. Um, but you just hate that because, you know, like I said, my 10th year here. And regardless of the sport, you know, being a sports fan and a former athletic director here, you know, like football, basketball, baseball, any sport you go to. It's just an electric atmosphere and such a great life experience for those kids because, you know, those kids that don't play college sports, that's the biggest game they're going to play in, you know, and, and again, we're going to continue to play. We've already scheduled to play Brentwood on non-district, but you just hate the fact that they lose that, that feeling of, you know, this is like last night, like we're both tied at one loss apiece. And, and you know, the season's on the line than this series and there's nothing better from a high school experience that you can give those kids that they're going to look back regardless of score and, and know that that was, you know, an unbelievable game, unbelievable atmosphere, everything's on the line. And, um, you know, you hate you're going to lose that, but we'll still continue to play. And I feel like, obviously, as it, you know, it goes in cycles and hopefully we can get them back in our district soon and, and get that rivalry back for the, for the smaller sports, even though I know, I think football is going to continue to have them in their
0: district region, correct? That's correct. In fact, uh, lose Dixon, pick up Summit, so it became even more. Yes. So, yeah, so in football, it actually worked out uh, pretty nicely. Now, you know, one thing I do like uh, you know, I've said this about basketball. It's going to be awful having a five-team tournament just to eliminate one team. Right. You guys in baseball with only two moving on, which I think is what basketball should do. Now, most right. basketball coaches would uh, want to knock me over the head hearing me say that, but right. I've never understood a third- and fourth-place game with four teams moving on. So, even though you're a small district, mm. five teams, I do like the fact that only two teams move on. So, the district tournament's still really important.
1: Yeah, and again, we haven't, we haven't finalized it yet, but the, but the thought of, you know, like, because we pick up Columbia, uh, Summit, Independence, Nolensville, us, you know, there's still five great baseball programs, you know, and again, perennially are at the top of their standings, whatever league they're in. Um, so we talked about keeping that automatic bid, you know, because again, you're talking about 12 league games now with the three game series. And, and again, like, it's gonna be tough to get through that to get that automatic bid. Um, but again, you like your chances with, you know, right now we have nine teams and two go out. So when you go to five teams and two go out, I mean, it gives you a better chance, but like you said earlier, uh, referencing the region, you know, instead of us matching up with Metro, who normally isn't as strong baseball wise as some of the other sports, um, now you're facing a Brentwood, a Franklin, a Centennial, who's going to be, you know, a great baseball team. So it makes the road to state tournament much tougher. Uh, but it allows you to get to that region. a little bit easier.
0: Yeah. Now we're eliminating each other in the district. Then we'll eliminate each other in the region. So absolutely. Alonging that, uh, when that happens. Hey, listen. Yeah, because
1: you know, every year in the district, district, you know, legit. Right now, there's four or five teams that deserve a chance to to get to the region and fight for that state tournament bid. So, so you know, you hate it that there's three or four teams every year that are good enough that just don't get that opportunity.
0: Let's talk a little bit more about your team. Some of these guys we've already mentioned, but uh, let's start with uh, Blake Beavis hitting three thirty nine, leads your team uh, with four home runs on the mound, a 0.56 ERA, and he also happens to lead your team in saves with three. That's a pretty darn good all around baseball player when you're talking about Blake.
1: Yes, absolutely. You know, um, you know, and and and. and The the physical tools are there. It's easy to see. He's a big, strong, explosive kid, and he can throw really hard. He can swing the bat hard. He can run fast. You know, you you love. It's just fun to watch him because you know that at any point fireworks could go off. You know, with with one swing of the bat or the way he pitches. But but to me, the most impressive thing, you know, and, and and again, the scouts are starting to realize who he is now and starting to really draw a lot of interest, especially with the recruiting opening up in June. You know, the biggest thing to me as a coach is, is the aptitude for learning and applying, applying coaching to the game. You know, it's, it's one thing for kids to be able to do it in practice, but he's that type of player that's, that has a special knack for if we work on something today that's brand new and the situation comes up in two weeks, he's going to execute that in a game. And that's priceless for a guy that's that talented to be able to do those. And I think that's what's really going to help him at the next level, especially that he has the talent to compete. But he also has that factor of he can just learn and apply it so quickly, you know, and and again, it's a special talent, but a special special in that regard, too, because you just have 100 percent trust. Um, And obviously he's developed, you know, the knack for, you know, the closing role, you know. And when we had Zane Denton two years ago, he was probably one of our best pitchers and could have started, but he was so valuable defensively and so valuable at the bat. And as a coach, in the fifth inning, when you need to, to finish a game, a close game, and you have him coming in, you feel really good about it, you know, versus if he goes the first five. And then, you know, so, so again, he's bought into it, and he's relished it. And he just, you know, against Mount Julie, he was up to 89 on the gun, which is highest we've seen him. And just, you know, came in there and just, just slammed the door
0: on him. So it was fun to watch. Your team, again, known for uh, your – performance at the plate. You have seven players hitting over 300. Uh, you have seven with at least 10 RBIs this year and a team batting average over one over 300. Ryan Augustini, 367, leads the team with 23 RBIs. Austin Johnson, 441. Stephen Bell, 343. Miles Denton, 328. Andrew Dudas, 320. Thomas Cooper, 308. And the list goes on and on. This has be one of the best hitting teams you've been around,
1: it has. You know, and, and it's funny. You know, Coach Craig, who's the head coach for me, he still teaches the building, and we talk periodically. And and he's like, you know, we're looking back through the stats, and and I think as a team, maybe hitting three ten, um, but again, it, it's 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 a good balance because like, we, you know, we got guys in the lineup. We don't have any what they would call base cloggers. You know, so even the ball that they hit in the six hole or up the middle or. They got a chance to beat it out with their speed, so you know those averages can get inflated quickly when you have speed, and they can hit the ball with some power too. Um, and, and again, the way our, our lineups kind of stacks, we got speed at the top and bottom, and kind of our sluggers in the middle, and it's it's been a great formula. But like we said at the beginning of the show, it's taken a while to figure out where the pieces fit in the puzzle, just because a lot of these guys have never play varsity, you know. And, and again, you can scrimmage all day long against each other and. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, the, you know, a lot of credit also goes to our hitting coach Shane Carrier um, and Chad Biles, who coaches first base. It's just from an offensive strategy standpoint. Um, and, and the other impressive thing to me, too, looking at the batting average and the hitting, you know, one of the things we really emphasized the season was stealing bases. And I think right now we're at right around 60 stolen bases for the year. Uh, but but the thing you like as a coach is that we're stealing bases at a 91% clip. So, you know, you feel like if we run, we're running at good times and they're, they're getting safe. So, so not only are you you're getting on base a lot, but we're also able to use the steal game to, to, to score a lot of runs.
0: Coach, too, I was looking through your, your stats, uh, eight home runs on the year. To me, that doesn't seem like an overwhelming stat for the kind of hitting team you've got, but something that stands out, you guys put the bat on the ball. I was out there watching your game at home against Summit the other night, and that's something that stood out to me. You get the ball and play.
1: Yeah, you know it's funny you say that. Um, You know sometimes, you know I always tell the kids like failure is the best teacher. You know, in our first game of the season, we struck out 19 times against Riverdale. Uh, We struck out 12 against a good arm against Mount Juliet. The the pitcher at Franklin, AJ Russell, struck out 12 you know, and when you do that and, and we got a talented offense, you know, they really have to buy into an approach. And, and again, they can't just get up there and out, you know, trying to hit home runs if they got to buy into to playing the game and playing, playing the game, uh, you know, with approach and a plan to plate. And that's really helped us, you know, that's that, that first outing. It's like, okay, it's an eye opener. We can't just get up there and swing as hard as we can like BP, you know, we've got to play the game. So, you know, those failures along the way, you hate to go through that. But you know as a coach yourself that sometimes failure is the best way to, to, to get them to learn and, and for them to learn. And, and, again, that's really helped our success in the district is some of those non-district um, losses there.
0: Well, obviously uh, the team's buying in, and you can definitely see it by the performance on the field. Let's talk about your pitching. Logan Davis uh, leads the team with three wins, but you have six other guys with two wins, Blake Beavis, Jack Wilson, Stephen Bell, Lucas Koshin, Bobby Vivas, and Ben Smisher. Pretty underrated pitching staff, really, do you think? Well, it, it's
1: definitely been a group effort. Um, like I said earlier, you know, it's been, you know, when we're in the district games, I, like I tell them, like, you know, if you want to stay on the mound, you've got to throw strikes, you got to hold runners. And that's that's what we're looking for. And, and we're basically, you know, when, when we're thinking this as playoff baseball to get that automatic bid since day one it's been trying to find the hot hand, you know, and when we've never coached it this way since I've been here. So it's been a little different for me too, but it's basically, Hey, you're not necessarily a starter. You're throwing this inning, you know, and give us a lot of strikes and attack the zone. Um, so again, it, it's been, it's been a interesting development um, in regards to, we don't really have guys that, Hey, you're going to start and give us 90 pitches and then we'll go to the next guy. It's Hey, give us as much as you possibly can. And then we're going to go to the next guy, you know, and going into this week, which is the biggest week with summit and Brentwood tied at one loss going into it, you know, Alex Sterling started on the mound. And that's his first start of the year. And then last night, Lucas has been really good at the bullpen. And, you know, we want to go with our best strike thrower in the big, in a big game. And he started the game last night. So literally, you know, it, it, it's been a combination and a group. And obviously Blake at the end of games has really helped. And that's a good feeling to have him at the end of games, to come in and shut things down,
0: we got that tight lead. Definitely has that pitch by committee yes. feel. Hey, another guy we haven't mentioned, Coach, uh, uh, committed to UT Martin. Talk about the leadership and play of Ben Severance.
1: Yeah, it, I'm glad you asked that. Uh, I was speaking at his um, signing day ceremony at Ravenwood the other day, and, and, and kind of my, my, my talk was about you, you saw the physical talent as a freshman you know, the athleticism there, the baseball skills were there. You knew he was going to be a special player on the field. Um, but what you didn't understand at that point is once he got to varsity baseball as a sophomore, um, and then even last year as a junior, like his leadership skills are just off the charts, you know? And, and again, he has that electric personality that just draws people to him and you just want to be around him. He's such a great kid and he's such great personality. And again, it's, it's he can relate to, you know, the coaches, he relates to the players, um, and, and just the way he plays, you know, we emphasize playing really fast, um, and that's not something a lot of baseball players do, um, you know, just playing the game extremely fast, and not only can he run fast physically, but he plays the game fast, and part of that's his baseball IQ, but, but going back to the leadership side, you know, it's just phenomenal that you want one of your best players to be the leader, and that's, that's what he is. You know, he's our shortstop and he hits in the two hole and he does a lot of things to help us win. He also helps us on the pitching pitching um, on the mound when he can. Um, so, again, just an invaluable piece
0: to the whole mix and, and, and has really been able to carry us. Coach, the postseason's obviously right around the corner. And, you know, you mentioned this before, too. Coming out of this league, you're going to be tested. You're going to be in with the chance to do really well. Uh, you know, you think back a few years ago, Brentwood, the year they won the state championship, they probably wouldn't have been the team that you would have said, Hey, I'm going to be the state champion. But playing in this league, if you can just survive and advance, so to speak, you're going to have a chance there at spring flame.
1: Absolutely. You know, and not only from from the players, but the coaches. You know, every team in this league has great coaching. So it's not like you can just go out there and, and, and trick them. You know, you've got to, like I said, you've got to earn everything because they're well-prepared offensively, defensively on the, on the mound. They have good plans against your team. Um, So yeah, not only from the physical side, but also from, you know, the the scouting side and knowing, you know, you've got to go earn things. Um, Yeah. And and again, it's, it's, you know, in, in 10 years, I think the two teams that have got out, I think all but one or two times both of those teams have made the state tournament you know and again it goes back to to the grind it takes to get through this thing and and again the preparation it takes and that's why I've learned over time that you can't settle like no matter where you are you've got to continue to grow and you've got to continue to get better and and develop as many weapons as you can as many bullets as you can to take into that postseason
0: coach I appreciate you being here today to talk Ravenwood baseball good luck the rest of the way Yeah, thanks for having me, and thanks for all you do for WCS Athletics
1: and for our high school and all the high schools. You know, you do a great job, and it's much appreciated, and I know all the
0: coaches feel the same way. Well, those are kind words. I appreciate that. Thank you for joining us for the coaches Show. We'll see you next time.